Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at cruiseradio.net. On this show, we'll hear some interviews from Doug's recent trip to Acapulco and about their cruise facility and things to do. Yeah, I hooked up with some vacationers down there as well as Teresa Masick, editor-in-chief of Vacation Agent Magazine, so we'll get her perspective on things as well. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Carnival announced last week that they are in the popular Future Cruise Booking Program. Uh, for the listeners who don't know what this is, uh, what is it and why did they can the program? Well, if it was popular, they would continue it, wouldn't they? Right. So evidently it wasn't, uh, but uh, they, they're, 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 they're quoting it as low economic performance. Well, low economic performance means uh, poor financial sense for them, so the program's history. So essentially what you did is if you booked a cruise, you were able to get these Certificates for up to $200 shipboard credits based on the amount of days. So uh, it didn't make sense for them. People are going to book their cruises anyways. They're going to get discounts. Program's history. Hmm. Interesting. Norwegian Cruise Lines announced this week the not godmother, but godmothers of Norwegian Breakaway. Who is it? Uh, they're going to have the Rockettes, <laughs> which, uh, I mean, you could have, uh, you know, we could have had a committee of people and no one would have even come remotely oh. close. Uh, as far as you know, choosing uh, who the godmother would have been, uh, this this one took uh, everyone by surprise. Mm. It's going to be great. I mean, the New York, uh, the Rockettes uh, are in their 85th season. Well, I guess you could say NCL's really kicking things up. They are. Not <laughs> too. The protesters are at it again in Venice, but uh, this time delaying ships. What the heck are they doing? Well, there, there's a few people we, we call them the lunatic fringe that uh, believe that uh, it's you know these ships are just uh, too big for Venice, so they, they don't like their skyline interrupted for uh, a couple of minutes as the ships uh, come and go in the morning and in the evening. Uh, yet they bring in you know several million you know visitors to their to their shores, uh, spending uh, huge millions of dollars. Uh, while in port on tours in their stores, staying overnight, you know the hotels and the restaurants and the shops, and uh, you know, unfortunately, there, there's always going to be some uh, some crackpot group. <laughs> but uh, every study that's been done, uh, you know, has shown that uh, there, there's you know there's no problems with the ships with the d- displacements. I mean, they're far off uh, shore, you know, from let's say uh, you know from San Marcos Square, but uh, it's just a cosmetic thing. And you know, I was on shore, Doug. When, uh, you know, I, I got off, uh, if you remember, I got off Carnival Breeze in Venice, and we were on a gondola uh, coming out by San Marcos Square as Carnival Breeze sailed by. And what a beautiful sight it was to see that huge, you know, cruise ship going by for uh, only a few moments, hmm. uh, blocking the skyline there. But uh, it's not a big deal. I mean, come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> I read where there was uh, boats in the harbors. Were they trying to block the ships in or oh, something like that? That's essentially what they did. They had a few boats that were just scattered about the harbor. So the cruise ships had to uh, wait until these people were uh, repelled from the area. No more big ships at it again. Okay. Uh, Celebrity Reflection has officially left the shipyard. What's next for her? Well, it's pretty exciting, Doug. What uh, Reflection did, just like the others, they they bring the ship out of the shipyard, and then uh, you know when the the, the water level is is high enough in the River Ems, they unleash the ship. So the ship is uh, you know goes backward uh, up up the River Ems. And uh, there's a there's a 
there's a tow, uh, there's a boat in the front, there's a tugboat in the back, which are there just for stability, but uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. To... Yeah, when they're towing it up the river, they're like removing power lines and railroad bridges and everything, aren't they? They, they are, and it was, it was also amazing to see the thousands of Germans lining the riverbanks. Royal Caribbean increased their dividend last week. Is that showing their resilience in this market? Well, it is certainly showing uh, confidence. Uh, we, the, the cruise industry is quite resilient, but what it's really showing is in, uh, a significant improvement in, in earnings and, uh, and, and, and confidence. Uh, so essentially what they're doing is they're increasing the dividend by 20%. Mm. So it's going to be up to uh, 12 shares for uh, people, shareholders uh, as of uh, September 25th. Uh, they get paid October the 9th, and that's up from $0.10. Cents. Um, and, uh, you know, $0.15, cents, well, I believe, was the uh, record back in 2008. So uh, we're almost back to the 2008 levels, uh, which is a very, very good sign. Very good. And speaking of Royal Caribbean, they announced they're going to install three new dining venues on Serenade of the Seas when it goes in for a refurb this fall. Uh, what new venues are we going to see? And they also said they're going to have some kind of value packs as well. Yeah, what's, what's very exciting, Doug, is this is the continuation of the refurbishment of all their ships. And we're not talking just little, you know, we're changing the carpet or we're going to put in uh, new uh, soap dishes. I mean, this is, these are significant improvements that they're making to all their ships. And what's, what's very exciting is on if you sailed on Allure or Oasis of the Seas, uh, you've probably had a very good uh, meal at Giovanni's uh, Table, which is their Italian restaurant, as well as they're going to be adding the Azumi Asian Cuisine, um, and the chef's table, which is hugely popular uh, on board uh, uh, Serenade of the Seas, which is a gorgeous ship. And they're also going to be introducing the Royal Choice Dining Package, which uh, also includes dinner at Chops, uh, Grill, Giovanni's Table, and Azumi for $55 a guest, or the chef's table package for $130, and includes all the specialty restaurants as well as the chef's table. Uh, it's pretty good. You know, if you do it in the first couple nights, I believe they're going to be giving you a $30 beverage credit uh, at a cost of just $20 per person. So it's a great way to enjoy these um, really significantly uh, incredible restaurants. Right on. This uh, listener question from a Facebook fan, Stephen Torres. He writes, I'm going to keep this simple. Will Grand Cayman ever get a cruise pier? It's such a chore taking a tender boat to the island. Well, Steve, I can certainly tell you right now there are no concrete plans. They've been talking about adding a pier to Grand Cayman for the better part of the last uh, five or six years. Nothing's materialized. Uh, they've had a couple of different governments come in. Um, you know, they, they've all uh, said they're going to have it. Uh, we've seen nothing concrete come forward. Uh, they've, they've contracted a couple of times with uh, a Chinese company. But uh, unfortunately, their business is down 85% over probably the last decade, and it's, it's simply uh, because they can't accommodate the large ships that are coming in because, you know, you can't tender in 5,000 passengers, um, you know, from one ship. Yeah. And the cruise lines are just, you know, not going to do it. It's, it's too expensive, too time-consuming. Grand Cayman's awesome. I wish they'd do it. But uh, since I began you know, my first cruise there, Doug, back in 1992, nothing really has changed. They're still bringing into the same crummy marina and you have, at the time, you had five or seven ships for about 25,000 people, and it was just absolute chaos. It was really unpleasant. So uh, until they get the piers, you've got fewer and fewer ships 
visiting Grand Cayman, unfortunately. Don't you have a lot of money in that secret bank account of yours in Grand Cayman? Yeah, I, I'd like to go and, uh, and visit it. Uh, we certainly want to be able to uh, invest uh, in, in the global economy. It's, it's a good move. Well, it sure is a shame that uh, they don't have a pier there because it seems like all these ships are just passing them by because they have to pass them to go to Cozumel, right, if they're going to well, Jamaica? it's ridiculous, Doug. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had uh, St. Martin was another one, but they built the pier. Mm-hmm. Um, Royal Caribbean built a pier at, uh, you know, in, at their private uh, beach in uh, Labadee, Haiti. You have to have a pier. Grand Cayman is the only major port in the Caribbean without a pier. Well, not only that, but like as that listener just said, it's such a chore getting off the ship and going there, too, like being cattle herded over there with he's, these he's big ships. That's absolutely correct. And yeah. Doug, when you want to come back, and, and at a tie point, when there's, let's say, seven ships there, it's chaos trying to find out which tender is going back to your ship. All right, as always, thank you, Stuart. All right, guys. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. Always love having our next guest on Cruise Radio, Editor-in-Chief of Vacation Agent Magazine, Miss Teresa Masick. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Teresa. Oh, thanks for having me again, Doug. So great to see you down here in Acapulco, Mexico, and uh, had a great past few days uh, checking all the sites out and stuff. Now, you've actually been here before, and this is my first time actually coming here. So how would you like compare and contrast the two from when you were here before to the current state? Well, it's been a long time since I was here. It was in 1990, which is 22 years ago. Okay. And it's changed quite a bit. In some ways, it's the essence of Acapulco is still the same. You know, the the highlight of Acapulco is Acapulco Bay, which is the center of everything. Which is right here behind us, pretty much. Right behind us. But um, back in those days, you know, Acapulco was still trying to deal with a drop-off in tourism. Mm -hmm. And they were looking at focusing on um, developing the Diamante or Diamond District, Mm -hmm. which it has done. Which is part of Acapulco here. Yes, and we see a lot of resorts there. Now, from a cruise rider's standpoint, as far as the cruise industry goes down here in Acapulco, what what are we seeing there? Because there was, I don't know the exact statistic, but there was like over 100 ships here calling yearly and now, I think like 18 this year. I could be wrong. I'm just throwing a number out, but something really low. 
No, you're right. It uh, The numbers have dropped drastically as far as cruise ship calls in Acapulco. It's due to a number of things. You know, part of it has to go back to the the H1N1, the mm-hmm. swine flu, quote-unquote, virus. People got scared about coming to Mexico. And since then, there's been very dramatic um, stories in the U.S. press about yeah. the drug war crime in all over Mexico in different parts. You know, generally, for the most part, it has not been in the tourist areas, and tourists mm-hmm. are not targeted. It's usually the drug lords targeting each other. Right. But still, there have been a few incidents that, you know, struck kind of close to the tourist areas, which scares people. The cruise lines have pulled back also on cruises to Mexico out of Los Angeles or San Diego out of Southern mm-hmm. California because there's less demand. Yeah. Um, so as the, the number of cruise ships homeported in LA or San Diego has dwindled, so have the calls to Acapulco, especially because you can't go there on a seven-night cruise out of LA and return home in a week. Now, besides covering the cruise beat for TravelPulse.com, you also cover um, Vacation Agent Magazine, which is geared mostly towards travel agents. Are you hearing anything um, or seeing any trends on the agents front about the lack of cruise ships coming here to Acapulco? Well, we hear a lot from agents who are based in, you know, the southwest U.S., Mm -hmm. Um, you know, particularly Southern California, obviously, because those are the ones who sold a lot of, you know, local people on cruises out of their own home port, you know, San Diego, Long Beach, Los Angeles. And if there are fewer options, obviously, they're selling less. And the travel agents, of course, would like to see more. But on the other hand, if the, the customers are leery about sailing to Mexico or visiting Mexico, they don't have as much... What's the point? Yeah. yeah. These articles are just so sensationalized about this area because, you know, a couple of incidents that happened, I'm not going to say they're isolated incidents, but some incidents that have happened regarding like a a drug war and stuff. And I was actually looking on the website earlier today at the U.S. Bureau of Justice Statistics, not trying to compare apples to apples here, but I guess I kind of am. But like in 2009, there was over 50,000 homicides in the U.S. alone. And, you know, folks are still traveling everywhere in the U.S., which just I totally don't get. That's the problem with crime stories. You know, obviously there have been a lot of reports about the drug wars in Mm -hmm. Mexico, and it's scared a lot of people. I live in the Chicago area. Chicago has been going through a streak now where there have been a lot of shootings and gang wars and people, innocent people being killed. And that leaves some people to be saying... I would not go to Chicago. But, you know, you have to sort of put it in context. I mean, I've been in Acapulco here for a couple days, and I've never not felt safe. I certainly felt secure wherever I went. But it's you can't deny that things happen. Sure. I guess you have to put it into perspective. And and not to mention, history aside, they've dumped a lot of money into renovations. Like um, last night, talking to the governor, he said over – one billion U.S. dollars put into the city, into infrastructure and security. In fact, I found it very fascinating because I didn't even think it existed down here. But there was a couple years ago only 24 cameras. Um, now there's 700 in operation, and in just a few weeks there's going to be a thousand more added. So the place is pretty much covered. In fact, he showed us a map of the whole region and like all the camera one, two, three. Pretty much the whole city is covered. So there's really, and they beefed up security here too, which I think, um, I don't remember the exact statistic, but like 300 plus security officers just graduated from the academy to be put out on the street to make sure the tourists are safe here in Acapulco. You know, the security cameras, it's its the kind of thing, um, do cameras 
stop crime or does it just make it easier to solve crimes when they do occur? Um, I'm not sure, but I do think it is something that does make people feel safer and a little more secure, knowing that, you know, there's somebody watching and apparently they're watching 24 hours a day, seven days a week from a command center. Yeah, they have this intelligence center where Mm -hmm. it's actually manned with like 16 people watching monitors. It's it's really, really fascinating. When it comes to a cruise ship, you're getting off a cruise ship with like 2,000 other people. So unless you're acting a fool and going off somewhere where you shouldn't be going, chances are nothing's going to happen to you. Yeah, I think the odds are in your favor if you stick to the, you know, from the cruise terminal here in Acapulco, you can walk within five minutes, literally, you walk on a pedestrian bridge from the cruise terminal into old Acapulco, the old time where it all started. You can be at the cathedral in five minutes, you can be in the handicraft market in five minutes. Uh, In 15 minutes, you can walk to the places where you can see the famous cliff divers. You know, and those are areas that are well-traveled. Teresa Norton Massick from Vacation Agent Magazine and from TravelPulse.com. Thank you so much for being here on Cruise Radio again, and uh, safe travels back to Chicago. And you too, back to Jacksonville. Thanks, Doug. Did you know Acapulco's Bay measures three miles east to west and about two miles north to south? It's also a popular port of call for Panama Canal itineraries. Joining us now on Cruise Radio is vacationer Bob Nicklin, just hanging out down here in Acapulco. Bob, welcome to Cruise Radio, and what is the big draw of Acapulco to you? Um, I love the people here, and actually, I like the adventures. I like walking up uh, by the town square. They call it the Zocala. Mm-hmm where the old cathedral is. Um, walking up the side streets there, you can find little shops, little places that are tucked out of the way that no one else knows about. Uh, you were talking about the markets, and it's very cool. Like You don't find imported crap here. It's all homemade stuff. Like I was walking through one of the local markets earlier today, and there was these bowls, and everything was hand-painted. The bowl was hand-carved. It was just amazing. You don't find that anywhere no. else, and it was there. Uh, I, re- I remember that. Uh, a lot of those shops, people will direct you to them. Um, just walking down the sidewalk, someone comes approaching me and it looks like they have a whole rack of clothes on their arm and they're Mm -hmm. holding it out and they're already trying to fit me up with a shirt (laughs) or telling me where to go to look for certain items um style that's just uh that you would only find here in this area of mexico you know we could show pictures and talk about these views all day long but i don't think pictures or talking about it just gives these awesome views any justice No, it really doesn't, but one of the things that you are able to do is to pick up a lot of items to bring home with you, and I still have a lot of these in my house. Uh, I'm also a musician, Mm -hmm. and uh, I've just found little items that interest me in Acapulco that I couldn't find anywhere else, Uh, a set of rosewood claves, which are beautiful, and I've used them with the symphony, Mm -hmm. and I've used them with uh, a lot of recordings, uh, some maracas. And I also have some wall paintings and some wall hangings and uh, with an Aztec theme. Well, I, unlike you, have the tequila packed. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what, uh... Well, you can walk into any store and uh, find rows and rows of tequila next to the rows and rows of mezcal yes. with, with the um, proverbial worm in the bottom. <laughs> Love the agave plants. Finish this statement for me. Acapulco is for you if... If you're adventurous 
and you like to run and you like to discover new things, then Acapulco is for you. Of course, besides the cliff diving, you can also go to Fort San Diego, which was a fort built back in the 1600s um, when they were doing a lot of trade with China. Also, there is a glass-bottom boat that has a special trinket on the bottom of the Pacific Ocean that you can sometimes see. I took the glass-bottom boat, and uh, they take you for a, a, a nice little cruise, and they tell you you're going to see a statuesque of Virgin Mary on the bottom of the ocean yeah and they maneuver this glass bottom boat and back it in and you as you look down it's almost like watching uh color tv it's beautiful <laughs> and everyone's going is that her is that her is she that, oh there she is so it takes a while to get your eyes used to it but uh it's pretty unique and i thought that was a really cool thing to see you know, you know why she's down there, right? I forget the story. I, I think <laughs> I making this up? no, no, I'm not making it up. <laughs> I, I heard someone tell it today, so I'm going to try to retell it. It's she's actually down there to protect the seaport. She watches over the seaport uh, because Acapulco is one of the largest um, natural seaports in the world. It is. It's a beautiful port. You know, Bob, I've got to ask you this: uh, as an American, and all the alerts from the State Department and stuff about coming to Mexico, have you ever felt unsafe here? No, not really, because you have to uh, use all the information that you have given to you and be on alert at all times. And uh... I think it's that, and it's use common sense. It's like if you wouldn't walk down a dark alley in Detroit, Michigan, or New Orleans at 3 o'clock in the morning, why in the hell would you do it 1,500 miles away from your house? Exactly. You wouldn't. Musician, tourist, all-around good guy, Bob Nicklin, thank you so much for being on Cruise Radio. Thank you, Doug Parker. Thanks for having me, and uh, I look forward to our next cruise. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, you can take Cruise Radio with you wherever you go. We have an app. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. And if you don't have a smartphone... If you have a flip phone still, you can't download the app, so get the news from our website at cruiseradio.net. Just put your email in the upper right-hand corner. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.